Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of currently streaming horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews may include mild spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. Come on, man. I got a bomb here. I'll kill her. I'll blow this whole place up. Go ahead. I don't shock her. Hey, just relax, amigo. You want to talk? We'll talk. I'm a sucker for good conversation. I don't want to talk to you. Now you bring in the television cameras in here now. Come on, bring it in. Can't do that. Why? I don't deal with psychos. I put them away. I ain't no psycho, man. I'm a hero. You're looking at a fucking hunter. I'm a hero of the new world. You're a disease. And I'm the cure. Recently, I talked about making more of an effort to cover films and series that I consider to be horror-adjacent. A film or series that bars elements of the horror genre and compartmentalizes them into their own respective genre. And today's feature, at first, will more than likely seem like a stretch. And to be honest, on paper, it sounds like a hot take that's hanging on by a thread. But if you give me a chance to explain, maybe you too will come to see Cobra having elements of a horror thriller that are squeezed into the framework of this 80s action flick. Released in 1986, Cobra, directed by George P. Cosmatos, whose son would go on to direct Mandy, stars Sylvester Stallone, who actually adapted the screenplay of the film himself from Paula Gosling's novel Fair Game. I guess Stallone had been penning the script for Beverly Hills Cop, but when he dropped out of that project, he channeled this energy into the Cobra script. It also helps that Cosmatos and Stallone had worked the previous year on Rambo First Blood Part II, so they had that relationship going for them. Cobra follows LA detective Marone Cabretti, aka Cobra, played by Stallone. He's a member of the Zombie Squad, a destination for cops who are willing to get the job done by any means necessary. Cobra is tasked with stopping a string of random murders being committed by a serial killer known as Night Slasher, played by Brian Thompson. So far, this is sounding pretty stock standard for a cop movie, and to be fair, it is. Cobra is by and large a staple of cheesy 80s action movies, dripping with over-the-top violence and one-liners that will have your eyes rolling to an alarming degree, but in a good way. I mean, Cobra wears sunglasses inside, habitually chews on matches, and spews out one-liners like nobody's business. You can't really be surprised by this considering the tag of the film is Crime is a Disease, Meet the Cure, with Stallone, of course, being the cure. You get the idea. But here's where the film's horror and thriller influence stem from. Night Slasher, the serial killer Cobra is hunting, is the leader of an axe-wielding cult known as the New World. They're a supremacist group of social Darwinist radicals that despise modern society and believe in killing the weak, leaving only the strongest and smartest to rule the world. Cobra's briefing on Night Slasher is that he's a serial killer who's killed and or sexually assaulted up to 16 people using all manner of claw hammers, knives, and axes. Just this description alone is pretty intense for an action movie villain, I think. Our introduction to the cult is they're gathering in an empty and decrepit pool bowl, banging their axes together in unison as some sort of weird ritual. Then they go out into the night, wearing masks and brandishing axes and knives and sledgehammers and targeting victims they perceive to not being in line with their values namely the weak, and more often than not that being women on their own. Cobra's horror element isn't just that its villain is a studded knife-wielding serial killer who is axe-wielding minions, but the way in which cinematographer Rick Waite shot several slasher-esque scenes. 
Early on, we get a montage of members of the New World attacking various women in horrifying ways. This escalates in their attempt at killing Cobra's leading lady, Brigitte Nielsen, starring as supermodel Ingrid, who accidentally locks eyes with Night Slasher, and so she becomes the cult's next target. And lo and behold, when she's leaving a photo shoot with a sleazy photographer, the pair are attacked by axe-wielding cultists. The entire scene is shot just like a slasher movie, mixed with vibes not unlike 2007's parking garage horror film P2. As the cultists move in on Ingrid, we the audience see the eerie perspective of men stalking her, and spooky shadows dancing around the dimly lit garage. And when the cult strikes, it is sudden and savage. Not only is the photographer hacked to death, but a civilian who gets in the New World Order's way bites it as well. While the film has brief glimpses of horror and thriller moments sprinkled early on, this is the most overt instance of a scene that is completely out of place within the action film framework that Cobra is packaged in. Now, it being out of place isn't a dig at the integrity of the scene. It's very well composed and has some of the film's most shocking instances of violence. It's just that this is a direct instance of genre influence that, as a passionate horror fan, I truly love to see. While one of the better examples of the film's horror thriller influence, it isn't the only one. After Ingrid survives this attempted assassination, she's taken to the hospital to recover. Though as Night Slasher believes she will derail the cult's plans for a new world, he dyes his hair jet black and infiltrates the hospital. This entire sequence plays out in the same vein as Rick Rosenthal's 1981 sequel Halloween 2, as the Night Slasher infiltrates and kills every person who gets in his way. From killing a hospital janitor to stealing their identity, to killing nurses and patients who get in his way, Night Slasher will not be stopped. His determination is not that unlike the shape. This surprisingly tense game of pro bono tension culminates in a Shining-esque scene where Ingrid locks herself in a room and the Night Slasher wildly hacks the door to pieces with an axe. We even get a shot reminiscent of Shelley Duvall leaning against the door, capturing her scream as the blade of an axe comes flying through the doorframe. And now for a brief intermission. If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform or leaving a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, which drives the show's success. And now, without further ado, let's get back to today's horrifying episode. The hospital and parking garage scene bear little resemblance of Cobra's overall exploitation action or heavy serving of cheese. Their contents not only resemble that of a horror film, but the ways in which they are structured and shot as well. It's Cobra's final though that is a marriage of both its genre influences as well as the epitome of 80s action. As Cobra and Ingrid have just survived a full-on motorcycle assault from the cult, they manage to escape to a nearby industrial plant. As the plant is swarming with cultists, Cobra devises several traps to even the odds. Whether it's grenade booby traps, setting guys on fire using industry furnaces, or telling a gasoline-doused cultist you have the right to remain silent, before setting him ablaze with the toss of a match. Cobra is channeling his inner jigsaw in the lead-up to the final slasher kill of the film. Now, I try not to spoil the very ending of a film, but I have to mention that the final fight of the film has a brutal as hell nod to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, spoiler incoming. As Cobra has finally tracked down Night Slasher within the plant, the two begin to duke it out as Ingrid watches in horror. Just as it seems Cobra is about to die, he picks up Night Slasher and skewers him on a hanging hook. This is not unlike when Leatherface skewers victims on meat hooks in his makeshift slaughterhouse. Adding insult to injury, Cobra then sends the hanging Night Slasher into a furnace where he's melted down to nothing. 
Despite these moments of overt genre influence, Cobra will always be remembered as an action film. The reality is, is that Cobra more than likely would not have been made had it not had this action framework, and it is quite excellent. But for me, it'll always be an enjoyable example of a hybrid of genres. Now apparently there is an X-rated version of the film floating around out there that features even more of the elements of the film that I love so much. Similar to many horror films in the 80s, the MPAA slapped the film initially with an X rating, demanding cuts to violence be made. The MPAA wasn't looking for them just to cut a few scenes of cultists being shot, as the film's X-rated version seemingly leaned much more into the gore and violence within the horror realm. Characters with their limbs cut off, characters slipping in pools of their own blood, mutilated corpses, and more up-and-close personal on-screen kills. While the content in the original X-rated cut I researched second-handed from the web, if it's true, this would have surely made Cobra more widely known as a horror action film, rather than a very fun action film with horror and thriller elements. But obviously, especially for the 80s, it's probably much more difficult to market a film that is a horror action movie than just a straight-up action movie and allow Cosmatos to kind of insert these moments that he's maybe more interested in, but he necessarily didn't have the opportunity to go around and try to make a horror movie. Instead, he was like, hey, let me just incorporate a little more of the types of films that I'm not necessarily being given the opportunity to make, but include snippets of those movies that I'd like to make into this big budget action movie. I mean, listen, I'm not pushing to reclassify Cobra as a horror movie. That'd be really, really silly. But I think it is worth addressing it clearly has horror elements within it that fuel some of the film's best moments. And in my mind, that makes this a horror-adjacent film that also remains a damn fine bit of 80s action. And that'll do it for another episode of Daily Horror Habit. I'll see you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror movie review. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow at Daily Horror Habit on Instagram and at Daily Horror Pod on Twitter.